Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our guest host today on the program will be Pastor Brian Lennertz. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. And at this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. On Sunday, we have two services, the first at 9 a.m. and the other at 11 a.m. COVID safety protocols in place at both, and we'd love to see you at either. During our 9 a.m. service, we also have a live stream. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Let's begin today by welcoming Pastor Brian. Hi, Pastor. Off of date, Chris. It is a blessing to be here today, and I know as Pastor Gary cannot be here, he sends his greetings from the States, a little colder than here, but um, hopefully we'll have warm hearts here we can pass along to him. But in the office here with me today, I have Ashley Lemley, and Ashley really serves as kind of the superwoman over at um, Harvest House these days. She's been out here for a year, but Ashley, I'm glad that you're here today. Thank you for having me, Pastor. Well, we have you here for a special reason. This is actually National Foster Care Month. Now, mm-hmm. we are talking about this, and it's a question that I didn't even think to ask, but a lot of people really don't even know what foster care truly is. Can you kind of enlighten us to what foster care is and maybe is not? Yeah, absolutely. So even myself, you know, I, I came from a family that was a little bit involved in foster care, and I had a lot of misconceptions about what is foster care. In our heads, I think we automatically assume adoption, long-term placements, but really that's not the goal. The goal of foster care is reunification. And if we look at that, that's kind of goes along with what God has in mind when it comes to the family. God designed a family and he designed it to be a very specific way and it breaks his heart when that family is broken. So obviously we want as foster care community to always be pursuing that reunification so that families can be whole and can be what God designed them to be. Well, that's amazing thought that you have there. Now you've been working over at Harvest House and Harvest House has been here for some years. You came over this last year. I've got to watch. You've hopped right in literally from day one under all the lockdowns and everything. We continually serve the orphan and those who were not cared for. Can you give us a little bit of idea? What is Harvest House? Uh, what does it do? How does it meet those needs on this island? Yeah, so um, our philosophy is really just helping Guam's foster community and That happens in a variety of different ways, from tangibly servicing them each month to provide for their basic needs, such as clothing or hygiene products or baby supplies, children's toys, whatever it may be, to providing opportunities for reunions to happen with the foster children in the system at our events that take place each year. We have four annual events, so we get to service them in that way. And we also kind of work as a a triage center for those emergency placements. So when a child is taken from their home, they get to come to Harvest House, very warm and welcoming place for them to just kind of calm down, regulate themselves a little bit after what they just experienced, clean up if necessary. And then we get to walk them through our donation bins and have them pick out outfits and toys for themselves. And many times it's a really exciting thing because many of them will say, well, wow, I've never had anything that's just mine before. Mm -hmm. So they get to leave with a bag full of things that belong just to them. 
Yeah, now looking back, and I know with foster care and the type of work you do, we stay away from names and we're Mm -hmm. very careful on pictures that go out there. Are there any kind of personal stories that you've got to see in your time at Harvest House that just kind of moved your heart and you just said, you know, I got the best job in the world? (laughs) Man, every single day I feel like I'm experiencing something like that. The first thing that comes to my mind is that very first emergency placement that I serviced when I got here. And it was within my first month. It was very overwhelming, very exciting, very heartbreaking. And it was a a family group of nine kids, all siblings. The oldest um, was mid-teens and the youngest was newborn. And I watched as the oldest teen really acted like the mother. She took care. She didn't eat. She held the babies. She made sure that everyone else was eating and that they were being cared for, helping them calm down, helping them just to realize that they're kind of safe. And she didn't pay attention to herself much. Mm -hmm. And that moved me in such a big way just to kind of see the things that these kids walk through. And that really broke my heart for her. And I just really poured into her during that time and just kind of grew this bond with her. And even now, months later, I am still keeping up with her life, seeing where she is. And I've seen so much growth. And <laughs> forgive me if I even get a little teary-eyed talking about her. I just feel like she's she's overcome so much. And she is just a tremendous woman now and mm-hmm. always has been, I mean, to go through what she has But it's stories like that where I just see kids kind of have to step into that role, but then have to kind of step back out of it and realize, you know, she is just a kid now, too. So she gets to go through those normal things in life. And just seeing her grow has really been amazing. Seeing her overcome has just really moved me in a very special way. Yeah, now, Ashley, I know you, you're a very active member in the ministry of um, Harvest Baptist Church, and obviously Harvest House really flows out of the spirit Mm -hmm. of the church. Might I ask you, you know, how does your faith tie into what you're doing? How do you see the parallels between the Christian faith and the heartbeat of Harvest House? How has the Lord worked in your heart along those lines? So I think the biggest way is just realizing that as I said earlier, God designed the family unit. You know, he created a mother and a father. He created them to have children. He created the family unit to be a beautiful bond and a covenant to to each other. And I think that he has compassion for those when that covenant and that bond gets broken. And that's written out in scripture so many times. He has compassion for those. His heart breaks for those who are in that situation. And we have that call, you know, in James one twenty seven. that's the first one that comes to mind that says, mm. pure religion is this, to care for the orphans and the widows in their distress. And that's because it breaks his heart when that family unit is broken. So I think that's definitely the main thing, how my faith allows me to work in this kind of organization to the fullest, because knowing that God loves them, that God has compassion for them, that God calls us to move and says that it's pure religion for us to do so, that really just inspires me every single day, even in the small tasks of office work and the organizing and and things like that. And of course, into the bigger things where I get to sit down with one of these children and pray with them and just be with them and love on them. I, I personally really appreciate what you said there. I mean, you know our story a little bit. We were able to foster out of Harvest House and then eventually adopt our son now, Carson. Mm-hmm. 
And the verses that you just mentioned were the exact verses that we wrestled with and wrestled through because we had this little guy in our home for a long time. Mm -hmm. And what you said about the family and God's design, that was a very tricky prayer to pray as a foster family because we love this little guy. We want to spend the rest of our life. But we also know that God intended a plan. And we're so grateful for our child's and his history. They had had great parents, and it just worked out how the Lord was able to put him into our heart. But that Mm -hmm. verse, I think you hit it right on the head about, you know, the pure religion to care for the fatherless. And if someone has a father, we want to create an opportunity to go Mm -hmm. back. And for you listening, uh, I have the privilege I get to serve on the board with Ashley, so we get to work back and forth. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, a pleasure with that. Now, a lot of things are going on in our island. Foster care seems like it's constantly in the news, but particularly even the last couple of days, they've come out with some of the things on the state of the island, um, the needs on the island. Can you give us a couple of thoughts on that? Yeah. So when I first got here, of course, I, I did as much research as I could to understand my job, to understand what I'm stepping into. And I remember that number of it was around 300 i think the exact number was actually 337 there was 337 foster children in the system on guam and that number blew my mind back then and now today we're sitting here with over 450. in less than a year that number has grown over 100 and that is a heartbreaking statistic And what is even scarier is to look at the statistic of the foster families that are available. There's only about 40 active foster families available. Mm -hmm. So that means that over 380 children are placed with just relatives, whether it's a grandma or an auntie or an uncle or a cousin or whoever it may be, or they're in a shelter. So those are really heartbreaking statistics. And and I think that definitely just shows the need for foster care. It shows the need for families who are willing to step up and open up their homes. Yeah, those stats are absolutely alarming. I mean, you think about that, that's over 10 children that have needs per one family that's in a spot to be able to take them in. And so, and that. That doesn't mean, you know, it's just 450 kids. That's 450 they know about. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this. On our island during COVID, a lot of things were shut down. So we know there's a lot of situations that have gone on and they weren't able to pick up on those situations. So that number might be a lot higher than that, but there's nowhere to even place these kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. CPS has been working so hard. And really trying to find families for these children to go to and and working on these cases. And I know that with schools being closed down, that has really caused kind of a a roadblock in these situations Mm -hmm. because who's the number one reporter? Teachers. Teachers are the number one reporter of abuse and neglect Mm -hmm. because they are with these kids every single day. So when the school shut down, that meant that children were being abused and neglected and we had no idea. We were completely blind to it. So CPS is now kind of in the midst of investigating these cases now that schools are kind of opening back up. And they're really overwhelmed. I mean, who wouldn't be looking at those mm-hmm. statistics? You know, every day I think we're we're trying to work with CPS to try to find a home, to try to get families to step up. And that's really one of Harvest House's biggest initiatives is recruiting foster families because the need is just so dire. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great topic in and of itself, the recruiting of foster families. I know, and we've talked about this, that there are many out there who have expressed interest of, 
I would love to foster one day. And we were in that boat for a while, but it always seemed like this really distant, like, <laughs> how do you even do that? Like, life is happening. There's never really a good time. Life never slows down where it goes, okay, now we can bring in another human into our mm -hmm. home. Yeah. So can you explain to people, because I found it such an easier process than I would have thought that it was to become a foster parent. Could you explain that a little bit for those who have been maybe saying for years or had a desire on their heart to say, I'm interested in foster care. Mm -hmm. what, what can I do or what should I do? Yeah, so I think the biggest hurdle if you're considering becoming a foster parent is definitely just kind of getting out of your own head a little bit because you're right. You know, if you're waiting for that perfect time, it's never going to come. There's always going to be a, some kind of roadblock, whether it's a health issue or whether it's, um, well, until the children are older or whatever it may be, you're always going to be waiting on that perfect time, but it, truly it's never going to come. So definitely, I think the first step would just to investigate, to see what foster care is all about. And Harvest House, we host a monthly informational meeting where we talk about just that. What is foster care? What do you have to do to apply? What is that process? What does it look like? What all is involved? What am I required to do? And it's actually really not that difficult. No, <laughs> There's a lot of families who go through that process and they are shocked that that's it. That's all we have to do. We just have to fill out a few forms and we're all clear on health and, you know, we have a stable home. That's really it. You you just fill out those forms, submit them, and sometimes within that week, you will get a call after your <laughs> license saying, hey, we have a kid. Are you ready to say yes? But like I said, yeah, I think honestly the biggest hurdle is just talking yourself out of it in your own head because you can come up with a million excuses not to do it. But I think the biggest reason to say yes is just having that compassion and that love and acting out in love towards these children who really need a home. Yeah, and it really is, to echo that, a family commitment, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've we've had many come up where maybe one spouse is all for it and the other one's not. And we want to make sure that we're coming alongside those families yeah. and helping them because it's a process. I mean, some of these situations can be pretty messy. Some mm -hmm. have come from abusive situations and, and drugs and, and backgrounds. And it is taking someone in and sacrificing and, and giving of themselves. Now, a lot of people, you know, they weigh that, they, they pray through it, and they're going to they're gonna be in some pretty rough situations. So if a foster family is hopping into this, and you talked briefly about this at the beginning. How does Harvest House wrap around those families for the long haul? What does that look like? Yeah, so initially Harvest House is going to be there for you, of course, like we just talked about through the application process. We can even sit down with you and answer very specific questions about the application. We can walk you through that process. And then we're going to be there for you once you say yes to that very first child needing a home. We have a list of things that we go through of everything that you are going to need immediately to take care of that child, from car seats to formula to diapers to clothing to hygiene products to blankets and bedding and whatever it may be. We have a list of things that we go through so that when you come to Harvest House, you don't. Ha that's just one last thing that you have to worry about. You don't have to go shopping. You don't have to be frantic thinking about what it is that you need to care for this child. We will have it ready. You call us, you tell us you're saying yes to this kid, and by the time you get to Harvest House, most of it will be ready and we'll just load up your car. You get to go pick up the child or the child will be at Harvest House waiting for you. 
Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I was working with you this week, and we had an outpouring of donations. Mm-hmm. I mean, people give some awesome stuff because they love these kids yeah. and they want to reach out. So let's say, you know, we have someone listening, and they say, you know what, I can't bring in a child, but I have a burden for this. You know, my season of life right now, maybe I can't do it. But I want to help some way. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? Is there opportunities they can help? Is there things they can donate? What would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. We are accepting donations mostly all year. Um, Of course, there's probably going to be those few times, um, like right now, we've had so many donations come in. We're just trying to sort through all of those. But you can donate to Harvest House any used in good condition clothing, car seat um, that that aren't expired yet. Anything that you need to take care of a child, you can donate to Harvest House so that we can have access to it to immediately give to a family saying yes to a child in need. You can volunteer, and you can volunteer in a variety of different ways. You can help out around the resource center by sorting through these donations, helping us do that. You can volunteer at our events. You can volunteer to even be what we call a wraparound family, which just means that you are going to support a foster family, and that can look like a a few different things. You know, you can go over to their house and say, hey, I'm going to clean your house today, or I'm going to do your dishes, or I will take your kid to their soccer appointment so that you can stay home with the rest of the children or whatever it may be. We can get you set up with the family so that you can kind of be that partner with them. Maybe you can't accept a child into your own home full time. That's okay. God doesn't call everyone to that, but he does call everyone to step up and move to action. So whatever that looks like, Harvest House has a place for you to get involved. Yeah, I mean, what you said there too, I mean, many of these families, they have two, three, four of their own kids at times, and they're bringing others in, and Mm -hmm. it's a big adjustment for the kids. I mean, they're sharing their mommy and daddy, and a lot of the parents are are trying to train their kids on, listen, the Lord's called us to love everyone, so it's a process. But when someone comes alongside like that and helps and gives a little relief, that can mean the world to some of these families. Yeah. Now, you mentioned in there, too, about helping in events and things. And I want to just mention, you guys are kind of smack dab in the middle of an event right now. And this has been ongoing for years. I think it's it's such a cool event. Can you enlighten us to that? Yeah. So we are in the middle of doing our ninth annual spring photo shoot event for our foster families. And what that is, is we ask uh, photographers to volunteer their time and their resources to be able to provide family and individual portraits to each family. So many of these children don't really have access to that. They don't have access to, you know, those tangible memories that they can look at back on with happy thoughts. And that's what this provides them with. So after the event is over, the photographers send the photos to Harvest House and we create booklets um, and we create albums in, in, the, in this photo book for these kids to have. And it's just a really wonderful thing. And I know that it has touched so many hearts. You know, we had a family who even after the child went back home, he still had that book. And he said, this is a family that took care of me during Mm -hmm. this time. And it's just a really wonderful thing for them to have for the rest of their life. That is such a cool thing. I mean, I never really even thought about that. I mean, these kids, a lot of times they've been in different homes and sadly for some it just becomes a way of life Mm -hmm. and to get to carry something like that to see their their journey and their past and to look back to say you know what god's given me people who love me and are reaching Mm -hmm. out to me so 
Our time's coming to a close here, Ashley, but I want to give you an opportunity, if there's anything else just on foster care, on Harvest House, or maybe just from your heart that you would like to share. Yeah, I honestly would just really encourage anyone to just kind of open up your hearts to the idea of being involved in foster care. It's a scary thing to kind of open up your heart and your life to a child who might have all of this trauma, and whether it's from abuse or neglect, it, it can be scary. But these children are precious souls that God loves deeply. And you can move to action on their behalf in some way. And we even were raising awareness this month. And I told our volunteers who were handing out flyers at the park, I said, Awareness is not a small thing. Nobody can move to action if they aren't aware. So if the only thing that you're doing is telling people, hey, there's 450 children on this island that need a home, that is a huge thing. Don't undermine that. That's a big thing to raise awareness. So however you think you can be involved, I definitely encourage you to do it and reach out to Harvest House. Even if you have a unique idea or a unique way, a service that you can provide for these kids, reach out to us and let us help you be involved. Ashley, just one final thing is people might be interested in helping out in some way. What's the best way to contact Harvest House or contact yourself? Yeah, so you can call our office at 300-LIFE. That's 300-5433. Or you can email us at harvest.house at hbcguam.net or just visit our website, harvesthouseguam.org. Well, Ashley, thanks so much for being here with us today. I, I was blessed and I hope you as listeners were blessed as well. Well, thank you for listening to Harvest Time. At this point in the program, of course, we want to personally invite you again to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have two services, the first at 9 a.m., the second at 11 a.m. We do have COVID safety protocols in place at both, and we'd love to see you at either. During our 9 a.m. service, we also have a live stream. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And if you want to find out about anything more regarding Harvest House, you can go to harvesthouseguam.org, harvesthouseguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Mm -hmm.